0: Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. What do you do when you're facing a storm? The truth is, every single one of us are facing a crisis. Maybe you don't have a health crisis, but maybe you know someone who does. Every one of us are facing uncertainty when it comes to the economy. People are losing their jobs and maybe that's you today. I wanna encourage you, God has not left you. God is right with you. God will take care of you. It's in his nature, it's who he is and it's what he does. He cares for his children. The truth is, we're all feeling the pressure and pressure can either burst pipes or it can create diamonds. Same with fire, fire can heat a home or it can burn the whole house down. Heat can melt wax but also can refine gold and every one of us are facing this storm Every one of us are facing a crisis, but where will we go, what will we do, and how will we respond? The truth is some of God's greatest work he does in the midst of situations, just like the one that we're facing right now as a city, even as a church. You know, when you're under pressure, what's on the inside of you comes out. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4, the greater is he that is in us than anything that's in this world. Any attack, any sickness, any disease, any crisis. The one who's on the inside of you, if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, let's change that by the end of this message. Let's make sure we make a commitment to receive the gift of Jesus. But greater is he that's in you than anything you could ever face out there. And so as a believer, if we know where to put our trust and we know where to go in times of crisis and in storms, the goodness of God, the grace of God will not only work in us, it'll come out of us as well. These storms we're facing are no surprise to our God. And I got four words for you that you can build your life upon. God has got you. God is in this, and God has got you. I want to encourage you with the message, and if you're taking notes, the title of it is Stepping into the Storm. See, most of us would rather run away from a storm. But just maybe God knows what he's up to. And what the enemy has meant for destruction, God could turn around for something glorious, for something good. I realize I'm speaking to people that are facing crisis, but you know what? You're not facing it alone. Not only is God in this and God is with you, but God can actually do something great through the crisis that we're facing. And sometimes he's asked us to step into the situation, to trust him even in the midst of the uncertainty, and he'll do something unbelievable. See, fear... Fear is a trap that you can either stay stuck in, or you can get through it, you can weather the storm, or you can have an opportunity to build your life upon Jesus like never before. See, one thing you need to know is that when you're in fear, whatever you focus on fuels your life. You can either focus on what could happen, or what has happened to you, or what might happen in the future that produces anxious thoughts, or you can turn your focus to the problem solver, the one who is at work. You know, they say that the number one fear that people face is public speaking, having to talk to people, just like I'm doing right now. And you might not know this, but I actually used to be so intimidated about saying something in front of people or in front of a crowd. See, I could have stayed stuck behind that fear, but I had a little bit of a problem. The problem was called destiny. God had called me to be a person that proclaimed the gospel, the good news about Jesus. God had called me to reach people and to build church. So I could have let that fear hold me, being intimidated by what people think about me, or I could have a healthy fear, which is called the fear of God, which means I'm in awe of Him, I reverence Him, I put my relationship with Him above any other opinions of people. See, the truth is, as I honored God and stepped in, even in my insecurity, God has helped me overcome the crisis or the intimidation of being afraid of speaking in front of people. I've understand this. When I speak, I'm not alone. I might be the only one on stage, but God is with me. I don't know what you're called to do. I don't know the purpose of your life. I do know this. If you'll ask God, seek God, he'll tell you. But in storms and situations like this, sometimes God will use them to bring their calling out, to bring your purpose out, to bring that destiny out of your life. In fact, the situation we're facing as a church and as a nation Maybe the crisis in your family right now could just be a destiny-defining moment, and God might be asking you to step into the storm and to find Him in a whole new way. I want to encourage you that God is not surprised by your fears. It's amazing to know this fact that the number one recorded, like, word from God for people, like the thing He says to people the most in the written word of God in the Bible, it's not love me or love each other. It's not serve more or give more. All those things are great things. But the number one word from God to humanity, from God to his creation, is simply this, fear not. In fact, if you scour the Bible, you'll find it 366 times. That's one fear not for every day of the year, including leap year, which it just happens to be 2020 is a leap year. God knew we needed this year more than ever to hear the message, fear not. In fact, he says it to us over and over again because I believe God wants us not to live in fear but to live a life filled with faith because fear could be the thing that cripples you from your calling and your purpose and keeps you out of God's best for your life. I want you to have a healthy FOMO, fear of missing out. I want you to have a fear of missing out on your destiny, missing out on God's best. And storms and trials and issues like we're all facing can either shipwreck you or strengthen you. The Bible is filled with people that faced storms and stepped into them. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that faced the fiery furnace, and they stepped in anyways, trusting in God, and it led to their promotion. I think about Daniel, who honored God and prayed, even under the edict of the king, and faced the lion's den. It again led to promotion in his life. Moses faced the Red Sea something they couldn't make it through with Pharaoh's army bearing down on him and he stepped into the storm, trusted God and walked into freedom. Esther stood before the king and it could have cost her her life, but it ended up liberating God's people. Jesus, he faced the storm of the cross and he stepped in because he loves you and me. And because of that, we now have salvation. Something good from God is always on the other side of a storm. And I know right now many of you are having a hard time believing this, but if you look back in God's word, you'll see it time and again, God uses storms to bring the best out of people and to show up the strongest. I'm here to declare to you, God might be using this storm in your life to bring the best out of you. And he's asking you just step in to trusting me in the midst of the storm. Begin to see the storm differently, not as a problem or a crisis that's gonna cost you too much, But as a place of potential God promotion in your life. I believe that as we look at this story in the next few moments, you're going to see the fact that you could step into storms and discover Jesus at a whole new level. I want to take a moment to look at a story in the Word of God in the New Testament, a story about Jesus, but really I want to focus on Peter. Peter sees Jesus walking on the water in the middle of a storm. And and Peter says, hey, Jesus, is that you? Can I go to where you are? And Jesus says, yeah, you could step into this storm with me. And what we see is not only the miracle of Peter walking on the water, but as he pursues Jesus where Jesus is, he discovers him in a brand new way. And yeah, I know he begins to sink when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and looks at the wind and the waves. But we can all learn a lesson that we can actually step into storms and find Jesus in a brand new way. I want to encourage you now more than ever, in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of this storm, step into what God is saying. Do what God's called you to do. Maybe allow him to change you and renew you like never before. Do not let fear paralyze you from stepping into your God purpose. Because it's in the storm that we can discover him. Despite our fears, we can move forward. We can even walk on water. We can do the miraculous when we're following the voice of God. And God is speaking. Let's make sure that we're listening, and let's make sure we have the confidence to trust him and obey. You know, Matthew 14, Jesus puts the disciples on a boat and sends them across a lake. He stays behind. He had just gotten done feeding the, the, the multitudes, feeding thousands of people, and, and Jesus wanted some time to himself. He was dealing with the, his own storm. His His cousin, John the Baptist, was just beheaded, and Jesus was just worn out from serving people and had just heard the bad news, and wanted a moment to himself. And we'll pick up the story in Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed them, he went to the mountainside to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat where the disciples were was already considerable distance from the land. And it said it was buffeted. Buffeted means it was under a constant storm, constant resistance, constant attack. Some of you feel like you're under constant attack. You know, it started as a little news story of an epidemic going on on the other side of the world, spread its way to Europe, and now we find that storm here. And maybe the last few weeks, you just worried about being sick, but now the ramifications are financial instability. Maybe you've lost some of your savings. Maybe you've lost your job. It seems like the waves are constantly coming against you. And it says that the wind and the waves were against it. But I want to encourage you, that even in the middle of the night, Jesus came to the disciples. It says that Jesus came walking on the water. I think the disciples were probably thinking, Jesus, we just saw you take care of so many people, but what about us? You're the one who sent us on this mission to cross this lake. And sometimes God does put you in places where pressure is gonna happen, where storms are gonna happen. It says that Jesus went to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walk on the lake, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, hey, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. They still weren't sure. They said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus has come. In other words, I want you to be where I am. Then Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind and he was afraid, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. He says, hey, you have a little faith. Why did you doubt? And then he climbed into the boat, and the Bible says that the wind died down. And those that were in the boat began worshiping Jesus, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Hey, I want to encourage you, write this down. Remember this. When when I step into the storm, I see a new side of Jesus. They, They had a revelation of Jesus, the one who can stop the storms. And I believe what you're going to find in the middle of your circumstance is if you'll lean into more of Jesus, if you'll listen to his voice, if you'll do what he's telling you to do, if you'll follow him wholeheartedly, even when it seems silly or preposterous like stepping out on the water, you're going to see a new side of Jesus. You're going to have a new revelation that not only is God great, but he's good. Not only can he do something powerful, but he will. I think you're gonna experience his power and his presence and his closeness like never before. The truth is storms can be a gateway to the greater things God has called you. I believe storms are always a revealer to us. It shows us where we don't trust God fully. And I think it's an opportunity for us, maybe the opportunity of a lifetime, in the middle of this crisis for us to learn we're gonna trust God with our family. We're gonna trust God with our health. We're going to trust God with our career. We're going to trust God with our resources. We're going to trust God like never before. Because if you're feeling fear, you're definitely not alone. And, and and I don't believe God is upset that you're having fear. I think he wants to hear your fears. I think he wants us to cry out to him. But I believe he's going to respond. And he's going to respond by asking you to get out of your comfort zone, step more into your calling. And when you do that, you're gonna see the power of God, the hand of God, the breakthrough of heaven can show up in your life. I love that when they first see Jesus, they say, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear. And it's good for us to remember that you don't have to be a super Christian. None of us are. You're not gonna have it all figured out. You can admit to your God where you're intimidated, where you're insecure, what you're anxious about. But it says that Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it's me it is I, it's Jesus. Don't be afraid. I believe acknowledging your fear vocally, out loud, in your prayer life to God, it's the beginning of the breakthrough. But the breakthrough really happens not when you just say what you're intimidated by, but when you begin to hear the voice of God and respond. Starting by saying what you're struggling with is great, but where God wants to get you is hearing his voice and obeying. You know, Recently with my family, with my kids, we play a new game. It's not hide and seek. It's kind of more like hide and scare, where I'll like really hide where they can't find me. When they finally do, when I hear them getting close, I'll jump out and and scare them. And I I know I sound like the world's worst dad. And honestly, a couple times I have been because I took it too far especially my sweet girl, Blair. She's got such a, a wonderful, sensitive heart. I can see her kind of laugh awkwardly and then almost be like her face is flushed and her eyes begin to well up, and I just feel like an inch tall in that moment. But let me just say about your God, he, he first and foremost, is not hiding from you. He wants to be found. And when you find him and when you hear his voice, when he shows up in your situation, what he might ask of you might be intimidating, but actually he's gonna produce peace on the inside of you it's not going to cost you something you will not be willing to pay and not produce a greater result. When Jesus beckons Peter out on the water, it's not so that he can see him drown and then save him. It's because he wants Peter to see that when you're following me, you can go places you can never go on your own. I believe this in the middle of all the pressure we're facing, all the paranoia all the anxiety that's all around us, that this isn't actually the end of a dream or a career or your financial stability. It's definitely not the end of your life. I believe it's actually a promotion season for you. I believe that because God always works through storms to produce something greater on the inside of us. Jesus said to the disciples, take courage, it is I. I think God wants to speak to you loud and clear like never before. Here's the key, that in this storm, you've got to move towards God, not just away from your fears. Make sure that you're making God moves. In other words, you're not insulating or ignoring your fears. You're not drowning out the news. You're actually listening to the good news, the gospel, about what Jesus has already done for you. I believe right now we need to exercise the ability and the right we have as sons and daughters of God to boldly enter his throne room of grace and ask what we need in our time of need. Because God's not too busy to help you in whatever situation you're facing. Whether it's a health crisis, a financial crisis, a family tension, a fear of the future, we have a God that wants us to show up and to speak out and let him know what we're facing, what we're going through. And then let's not just run away from fear, let's run to God like never before. This might be the stepping out of the boat for you, the thing you need to do, that actually God's been wanting from you your whole life, is to seek His face, to worship Him, to spend daily time in prayer. And it just might've taken a storm to get you to the place where you're gonna surrender all of your life over to Him. Because you can either insulate yourself from the fears and concerns of this world, which never works, or you can graduate into the world changer you're called to be. One step towards God in this season, I believe things are going to change. Because it's as you pursue God that you really forget about your fears. I I love the fact that Peter asks again, Jesus, like, is that really you out there? He's not fully sure if that's him. I think Peter is so desiring to be where Jesus is, that he's willing to like, really lean in and find out, God, is this what you have for me? Can I encourage you right now, do something new. Ask God for a a dream again. Ask God to speak again. Ask God to show up again. Maybe there's something that you've put on the back shelf because it hasn't happened in times past. And this might seem like the worst possible time to pursue that dream, or to step out for the thing you believe God had called you two years ago that you've given up on, I want to encourage you, ask again. I believe that your calling cannot be found in your comfort zone. And why not just give God an opportunity to do a miracle, even in all this mess that we're currently facing? You need to learn to feed your faith and starve your fear. Every time you're taking that step closer to him, that step into the storm, that step into the fear and pray, and serve, you're starving your pride and you're building your inside world. Every time you honor God by being a giver, by serving your neighbors, by forgiving people, you're letting go of the old and you're stepping into the God thing. Every time you refuse to live in fear and isolate yourself in the season, maybe open yourself up to be a part of one of our connects, even one of the online connects, you're stepping out of isolation and into community. Make sure that you're making that God step in this season and you will see God results. Listen, risk is not natural to any of us. Moms don't tell kids when they go to school, hey, son, be as risky as possible today. No, they tell you to watch out, be careful. Dads don't tell their sons and daughters like, hey, just run across the road, don't look both ways, just go wild today. No, dads don't do that unless your dad is like, evil-knievel, no, they, they say be careful. Why, because it's a dangerous world out there. But our God, when it comes to faith, he's a little different. Sometimes he says, I'm looking for you to live a little riskier than you've lived. I'm actually asking you to do something you're uncomfortable with. Jesus says in verse 29, hey, come on out. In other words, Peter, I want you to do something that's never been done. I'm asking you to risk. In the same way, I believe when you hear from God, He's going to ask you to do something you're uncomfortable with, something that's intimidating. But if you'll step into the storm, I believe you're going to discover his presence. I believe he's going to unlock your purpose. I believe he's going to show up like never before. So what's the risky thing God's asking of you? In this season, you might not fully know what it is. It's your time to find out. It's your time to get all the noise, confusion of the world around us and lean into the voice of God. What is he wanting to say to you? I believe it's gonna unlock your future. It's gonna unlock destiny in your life. You know, my story, my testimony, is that 18, 19 years ago, the attacks of September 11th really woke me up to the fact that I needed God. Now, I was still a believer, but I wasn't living right. I definitely wasn't connected and committed to church, and I was selfish, I was like a burnout church kid. And it took a unbelievable, painful situation and a time of fear in our nation for me to really focus on what do I believe about God? And through that, I found out what am I called to do? And just maybe this situation, filled with fear and intimidation, filled with insecurity and financial pressure, might be the perfect season for you to really lean in on who has God really called you to be. Maybe there's some areas of your life where you know you're not giving God your best. Maybe some dreams that you know are God dreams that you've given up on. This could be the perfect situation with the enemy meant for harm. God's going to turn around for good, just like he changed my life through a tragic situation. God can change your future through the situation you're facing right now, because all of us can stay in the false security of the boat, or we can step in and break into the unknown. You know, I've heard for years that when people preach Matthew 14, they tend to talk down to Peter because he began to slip and fall into the water. And and like, you know, he took his eyes off of Jesus. He was almost there. The truth is he was there. He was the only one there. He was the one willing to cry out to Jesus again and say, if that's you, I'm going to go where you are. He's the only one besides Jesus that walked on the water. And then Jesus met him in that place and again came back into the boat. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus gets back into the boat, that's when the storm ceases. In other words, if Peter didn't step out, and meet Jesus on the water. Just maybe Jesus doesn't get back in the boat. Now, I know Jesus was going to stop the storm. Jesus wasn't going to let the disciples drown. But I just love the thought that it's Peter's action step of faith that brought Jesus to the rest of the people in the boat. This is what you need to get. Every one of us, if we're going to live big faith in a season where everyone else is filled with fear, us stepping into the unknown, us listening to God, us hearing his voice us obeying, us risking a little bit, might just be the very thing that brings Jesus closer to people's lives. Might just settle some of the storms in the world that other people are facing. This is what I love about our response, that we're not a church reacting to the pressure. No, we're responding. Through our website, HillsongKC response, we're saying, what can we do to serve you? While all of us are facing uncertainty, as families, as leaders, as business owners, As a church, we're not just thinking about ourselves. We're stepping into the unknown. We're stepping out on the water. We're stepping into the storm. And when we do, I believe we're going to be able to bring Jesus closer to others as we step into our destiny and into our calling. You know, it says that when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid. And the fact is, none of us really can see the wind. We might see the repercussions of the wind, the effects of the wind, but you can't see the wind. I want to tell you as your pastor... A lot of things you're hearing and the hysteria that's going around, yes, there's some very real problems, and this is a very real situation that we do not take lightly. But a lot of the fear that's going on out there is just the wind. I believe that God's going to protect his people, going to protect your life from the storm, going to protect your family, going to protect your business from the storm. And even if things feel like they're slipping away, God's the one that can raise the dead and bring things back to life. Get your eyes off the wind of what might happen or could happen, and get your eyes on the one who can take you to miraculous places, who can even walk on water. Let me forecast the future for you. This sickness stuff, it's going to pass. It's going to have an effect, but God's people are going to come through this. We're going to have miracle stories of God's protection and his provision. Your career in the long run is going to move forward. The stock market one day, it will rebound. And you're gonna be able to say, I'm so glad I didn't run away in fear, but I stepped into the storm and I met God in a brand new way. One last thought about our story is that when Peter began to fall, the Bible says that Jesus immediately grabbed his hand. Maybe you find yourself falling underneath the waves and the pressure and the storm and the fear and the panic and the hysteria. Maybe you feel like your dreams are falling. I'm here to tell you, God's grace Jesus is here to immediately meet you. When you cry out for help, just like Peter did, the hand of heaven shows up in your life. In just a few moments, I want to pray for you that whatever you're facing, that God's hand would show up and he would rescue you and take you to a stable place, a strong place. He's going to see you to the other side. You know, if you find yourself sinking right now because you're looking at the wind, you're looking at the waves, you're looking at the storm all around you, maybe you're sinking just like Peter did, Can I remind you the good news of the gospel? That when you sink, God doesn't. Jesus shows up and grabs you when you feel like you're drowning. When you cry out for help, Jesus responds. In verse 31, it says, Instantly, Jesus reached out by his very own hand, the same hands that one day would be nailed to the cross for all of our sins, reached down and grabbed him. I love that it's immediate. It's instant. Right when we cry out for help, God's grace shows up. And maybe there isn't a miracle in that moment, but God's hand begins to go to work. Whatever you're facing, whatever the storm looks like, wherever you feel like you might be sinking or succumbing to the pressure or the storm or the intimidation or the fear, cry out to God right here, right now. I believe he's going to instantly meet you, bring peace to your heart, and you're going to begin to see the hand of heaven go to work in your life. And at the end of the story, it says, as they climb into the boat, The storm ceases, and then they worship God. They say, truly, you are the Son of God. What started in fear ends in worship. And the same way, for every fear you're facing right now, I believe on the other end of this storm, on the other end of this fear, on the other end of this crisis, you're gonna worship God for how good he is. And at the end of it all, their final declaration is, truly, you are the Son of God. And here's the truth. Jesus is the Son of God and have God's grace and God's power and God's help in your life, you need to declare out of your own mouth from the belief that's in your heart that he is the son of God. That's this beautiful gift and revelation of salvation that all of us need to have if we're gonna secure his grace, his help, his hand in the midst of life's storms. Maybe you're here right now watching, tuning in, and you've never said yes to the gift of Jesus. Maybe you feel like you're sinking according to all the pressure and the problems around you. Let right now be the opportunity, really, of an eternity to say yes to the goodness of God, to say yes to the Son of God, to declare that truth that He is the Son of God and He's here to save you. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. In fact, if you would feel comfortable, I'd encourage you to pray it out loud. Pray it out loud if you're making a decision to give your life over to Jesus. Say this after me. Say, Dear God, I give you my heart. I receive the gift of Jesus. I believe truly He is the Son of God. He's taken away my sins and he secured my future. I turn from my old life, and I give my whole heart to him. Friend, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe prayed it again after living life your own way, I believe salvation came into your life today. I believe that no matter what you're facing, God has a way through, and that God who saved you today will see you into your future.